Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to My Millennial Money. Welcome back, John. Thanks for uh, being with us today. My pleasure, Glenn. Part two of this episode. I do want to recap the tips that we've talked about to start with. We talked about uh, using either a top-down or bottom-up budget, a value-based budgeting where you can look at 10% to giving, 10% investing for the future, 30% housing as a maximum, 50% whatever else. You've got to stop overspending and get out of that buy now, pay later cycle. You must audit your current expenses and spending like your transaction accounts, looking for recurring expenses. You need to be realistic to start with. You must have the habit as the goal to start with and to have all your bills paid annually. That might not happen overnight, but it's an aim. Pay your mortgage fortnightly if you've got a mortgage. Start with cash for day-to-day expenses if you are struggling and you are overspending. You must separate, calculate, and quarantine your fixed expenses. While you're getting started, if you're still in debt, move all your debt to minimum repayments, even your home loan. Work to percentages as a guide. And just remember, it takes time to get a new budget underway. It could take a couple of pay cycles. So that was the recap of episode one. Very good. And we can't do this podcast without the help of Sun Super, one of our show partners. Now, Sun Super, John, being financial advice background, I value financial advice. Yes. And I think everybody could benefit from a financial advisor at some point in their life. Now, Sunsuper, they are advisor-friendly. Now, what does that mean? Well, they've got advisors that you can call as a member that can give you advice on your own Sunsuper account at no cost. There's almost 3,000 advisors registered with Sunsuper around Australia. So, what that means is if I refer you to somebody to have a chat with and you happen to use Sunsuper or want to use Sunsuper as your own, they may be a registered advisor, which means they can help with your Sun Super account in a very easy way, make it really straightforward. There's an advisor login, they can see your account and help you achieve your goals. So Sun Super are advisor friendly. That's a big win for me because there are a lot of funds out there who are not advisor friendly and it just slows things down. It's very unpleasant. And they're not friendly. And they're not friendly, but thank you Sun Super for getting behind the podcast. Personal finance is exactly that, personal. Your situation is very different from my situation. There's so many different variables that apply to so many different people, and that's why we're going to talk about everything to do with managing your personal finances. And if you're one of those rare people who already has everything under control, then our challenge to you is to find that one thing in your budget that you could improve to make your situation even better. Okay, so part two. These are my points, John, that I want to bounce off you. The first one and the second one, they're kind of the same, but I'll go with the first one. You've got to get an automated system that works for your money personality. Yes, very different from the next person you're saying. Yeah, because we've all got money personalities and Mm. we've all got little quirks. I'll give you an example. 
someone may have $12,000 in their savings account, yeah. but $2,000 on a credit card mm. and won't want to take the $2,000 out of their savings account to clear the credit card because they've got this psychological yeah. thing that I don't want my savings to be under $12,000. Yeah, sure. Now, we've all got our own little emotional irrational money quirks and personalities. I'm a spender by nature, which means if it's in my wallet, if it's on my card, if I've got access to it, it's growing oh, legs, it's out of here. And yeah. that's either buying crap for me, buying stuff for other people, paying for dinner for everybody. It's growing legs. Yep. Conversely, if you are a saver, you know, you might really look at each separate dollar and have a, a zero-based budget where you literally allocate every single dollar to yep. every single category, which is a style of budgeting. You've got to build a system that works to your personality. Mm. And I will say, if you're in a relationship, you've got to build a system that works for both of you, okay? Yes. So, yeah, communication. There's a book behind you, John. It's third one down with a blue cover. Do you want to pass that to me? So, this is a book here. And you can read it or whatever. It's by David Back, B-A-C-H. I actually haven't had a chance to read it in detail, but it's called The Automatic Millionaire, a powerful one-step plan to live and finish rich. Hmm. So, a lot of this is, I think it's pretty much on the premise of just automate everything you can yeah, and you'll be an automatic millionaire. And he sold more than 1 million copies, so he must be doing something right. So, he's a millionaire because of the book. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be an automatic millionaire. Write a book, sell heaps, and get people like Glenn to give you a shout out. Yeah. But yeah, I heard him speak at a conference in the States and they gave everyone a copy. But you've got to automate your system and your money system yeah. where possible because yep. it just removes you from the equation. Yeah, that's right. The emotion's gone and get on with it. And just on that, we talk about the Glenn James spending plan, okay? Now, if I can just spend two moments just chatting about that, I put that system together because it's just the one that I personally use, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I developed the spreadsheet that I use personally yep. and it probably suits my personality better. But the way that it works, it gives the savers permission to spend. Yes. When we talk about the separate blow account that you allocate money for specifically each week to use for fuel, food, entertainment, going out, whatever, yep. each week, don't need to use your mind if you're a spender, if you're a saver, you have category permission to spend yeah, that money like, without like that. feeling guilty. Yeah, but it's got a ceiling. Within all that, my spending plan, it is automated. It's got the, and then I did the videos for it and I'll walk you through some behavioral concepts, how to manage money well, how to really get on track. Yeah. And it's for those who don't have a system in place at all, who want a framework that mm -hmm. they can just not even use their mind for, just follow the spreadsheet, yep. the details that I tell you, and it'll tell you what to put in each account each week. Yep. It's for those who have a system who might want some different encouragement or different strategies. And if you just search Glenn James Spending Plan in the Facebook group, you'll see all the reviews and mm -hmm. everyone's comments. I'm not saying it is the duck's nuts. I'm not saying it's the bee's knees. I'm not yeah. saying it's the cat's pajamas. Yeah. What I am saying is it is a way yeah. that works for some people. But there are other systems that work mm. for other people. Yeah. So, if you are really advanced with your own spending plan, and this leads me to point two, your way is okay if you are getting results. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, if, so, if you've got a system that works, then great. Yeah. I don't want your money. Yeah. And the reason I do charge for it, John, it's more buying like the ones that I've given away. And if you want a free promo code, email me, try and mm. tell me a sob story and I'll probably give you one. But yeah. 
it doesn't matter because I can look in the back end at the course completions. Yeah, that's right. And if I go like the ones that I've given away, mm. no more than 20% of people actually complete it. it. So, there's actually no point. Yeah, it's got to be a little bit of hurt. So, so, you need a bit of buy-in. So, that system is a tool for our community. And my goal is that you outgrow that system yeah. because I just want to teach you the habits and behaviors, the automation. And I want you to outgrow it. Yeah, set you on a, a good path. To my point, your way is totally okay if you're killing it in the way you're doing. Because a, a dude wrote in the Facebook group, I have 12 bank accounts. Now, I think that's nuts. Yeah. But it works for him. So, what's it got to do with me? It's none of my business. Love it. So, I don't have, I don't, I'm not having 12 bank accounts. I'm just not doing it. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. But if for yeah. him, it works his way and it's fine. So, if you are getting results, tell everyone else to shut up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got a client that has seven offset accounts and that works perfect for him. He's mm. just got everything labeled and it's segregated. And Yeah, and I guess like my teaching like with the one blow account for food, fuel, groceries, entertainment, going out or whatever, yeah. if you want to use my framework and have two blow accounts, one just for groceries and one for the rest, yeah. I don't care. Make it work. No. I just want you to learn concepts to move you one step forward. Yeah. yeah. And thanks to everyone who's done There's been thousands of people who have done that course mm. and the overwhelming response is it has been a benefit. Yeah. We do get the few unicorns who whinge and go, oh, was that all? I was like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. That's but for the ones, <laughs> for Tegan and Dan who I interviewed who yeah. – didn't have anything set up, did the spending plan, they paid off 20 grand in one year. Yeah, amazing. And without spending the money, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't have done have, that. They would have right. still been going around in circles. So, yeah, I can sleep at night. The because, good wins. Yeah, yeah, so that's all good. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Just get a system that works for you. Correct. The next one is, I think it's more important, which I'll get John to talk to. And again, John hasn't seen any of these because we're discussing these right in front of his face. Get your partner on board. Oh, so, talk to us, like you and Ames, like mm. when you first came together and you became man and wife. Yes. And we're like, well, we're going to get our money together. Yeah. How do we get, like, was what was the bliss. process? And if I can get you to come forward to that microphone, don't yes, be shy, it doesn't yeah. buy it. No, here I am. As, as a lot of listeners know, we were business owners and still are. So, the business owner structure was a little bit different where we had our own separate businesses and 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 it was our own personal expenses and whatever when we combined to just have the business that we've got today it was all in all in as one so i just want to pull you up there in one sec forget business yep because whether you guys are Mm self-employed or both work at woolworths we've all got personal expenses and you need to quarantine your personal accounts so just so when you walk in to the door at home if we were both employees, yeah. how do we manage the personal household finances together? And how did we get on board? Were we not on board to start with? What was that like for you guys? We didn't have a, a really solid systemized process at, at the beginning and we weren't perfect at that by any means. It was just really a case of having a chat about, okay, what are our non-negotiables and, and then working towards our savings goals and putting that aside. And then it's reasonably, I wouldn't say loose, but we we don't have really stringent sort of requirements around our spending. When when we, when you say, Glenn, one's a spender, one's a saver, I, I think we're both in the middle. We don't go overboard with anything and 
we've just got this relationship that works where we know that neither one of us will overspend and we're probably more on the conservative side when it comes to spending. So our situation is probably not a template that you'd follow, <laughs> to be honest, because we just get each other and we get our personalities and we get our spending. So we do, like probably once a month, we would have a, a loose conversation around what's happening and what's coming up and yeah, so I guess the broad brushstrokes of it yeah. is you're both on board. Yeah. It's oh, not as if you're a prince yeah. and Amy runs the household finances and you go and buy what you want when you want it. Yeah, yeah. And not that often. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but I, I do say that, and I don't want to necessarily focus on the business part of it, but I am the major breadwinner, right, because for the last 10 years – we've been bringing some kids up and Amy's had the major focus in that space. So there are times where I can comfortably say this where she doesn't feel as comfortable spending it because Mm. she doesn't perceive herself as a breadwinner. Do you ever have to sometimes verbally say, like, it's okay? Or did you in that journey? Once a week. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, no, go bloody buy it. Yeah, that's right. Because it's it's not a, I earned it, so it's mine sort of thing. Mm sort of attitude and if it is it's a financial abuse (laughs) situation isn't it but we're definitely on board with each other's habits and yeah what's mine's hers what's hers mine and and we just review that every month or so and as you're talking there in my nice pink pen here see that lovely (laughs) i wrote down two things that you said which i think will be the key takes for those in a partnered situation as a entity both of you you had your non-negotiables yeah so we both decided that we want our kids to go to private school mm-hmm. that is a non-negotiable yeah which means we can't go to disneyland once a year yeah and i think the the communication is a big part in it mm. before you go on to the second take is <laughs> what do you reckon the second take was <laughs> i don't know what it was you and i think very differently That's don't true. we <laughs> But even today, we we're talking about something that's come up that our friends have asked us if we'd like to come. Mm. Now, we just had a conversation this morning about, yeah, we'll, we'll go and do that. Whereas previously, we might have said no to it. So it's just a case by case situation. It's, and it's an evolution as lives change, different expenses come yeah. up, and different seasons of our life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one was goals. So we've got both joint goals. Yes. And if you are in a partner situation, I would encourage you, and I've said this quite a bit recently, you know, and this is for the couples who do not openly talk about goals. Mm-hmm. Actually, a friend of mine, and I won't name him, he listened to an episode I did. I don't even know what the episode was. Actually, yep. it was with Peter Diomitides, um, right. the dreams and goals and all that one. Yeah. He said, oh, I listened to your podcast the other day and he'd been married just a year. Yeah. And he said, it really slammed me because I'd actually never asked X yeah. what her goals were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, It's interesting, isn't it? Because cool. he was just, you know, I've got married and I'm still doing this. Yeah. And it's a warning for all of us who are single mm. who want to be partnered up. It's very interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got a funny story, which I haven't told anyone. And I'm about to tell 10,000 people, but... Early early days, we just got married, I believe. It's more than that, but if you want to just to freak so maybe, you out more. Maybe 20, is it now? <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know but <laughs> just to scare you a little bit more. So we flew to Melbourne, Amy and I, and uh, I said, look, I'll take care of everything. So I booked the hotel and, and flights and all that sort of bizzo. And I don't know what she was sort of thinking in her head, shopping and sport and whatever. Anyway, we got into the hotel room and I... <laughs> 
talking about dream um, goals, I got out of the butcher paper <laughs> and uh, blue tacked it to the wall, got a text uh, and said, righto, I just want to spend the next hour on some dream building. Like, what do we want in the next five years? <laughs> well, she just went white in the face. Like, she's like, oh, okay, yep, let's do this. It was like pulling teeth. Was, wow. We still talk about today how she's not necessarily goal-driven. She just goes and achieves things, I mm. suppose, whereas I like to write it down and understand it and focus on it. Well, I think it was the more the let's discuss it yeah even though you just get out and do it yeah like what's in your mind yeah so and we still talked about it on the way home from christmas here she mentioned it again and said well maybe we should actually do that so 12 years later she's now on board with it so (laughs) okay question there like if you for example would you ever get a friend if you knew someone like that to facilitate that conversation with you two nah too tacky for her yeah okay Yeah. yeah. Oh, what I don't know. I don't know if I probably <laughs> would. What are you thinking? You come in. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to help? <laughs> All right, Johnny Boy and Ames. What Let's up? have a setup. Now this is expensive. It's five fifty now. It's going to take three hours. I'm sorry, guys. But if you are in a partner situation, back to what I was saying before, what you could do if you don't talk with each other much about this stuff, you could just like let's just write down three goals yep. that we want, and you might write kitchen renovation la holiday disneyland or upgrade car and the other person writes upgrade car yes save for a house skiing in melbourne or whatever it is this and i I think in separate rooms so they're they're yeah and then what we do then we present the goals and we go okay well we both have written down that we want to do this yeah so well that probably needs to go to the top of the list Mm. because we both agree on this yeah or okay well how are these going to work well let's do your main one i'm on board with that and then we'll swing around and do this one yeah i don't know yeah can't really talk about relationships and (laughs) stuff like that good the next one don't be afraid to use tools to help you Mm. okay whether that is the spending plan spreadsheet which is designed to go up in google or whatever and be a live document that you update every time the annual insurance bill comes in for the car, mm. update the figures, adjust, look at it every month or whatever. There's a variety of apps. One of the budgeting hacks that someone wrote in the Facebook group was, you know, the UpBank card, for example, yep. helps with some little tips of what they were spending. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't really care what I've spent. It's more about let me know how much I can spend and I want to see my savings going up. Yeah, and I want to make sure my bills are covered. When I talk about our situation being a little bit loose, that was probably what it was. It was, yeah, definitely focusing on what you can save. I mean, there is a time if you're doing some auditing or whatever and, you know, yeah. you might go, to, oh, crap, I spent $200 last month on coffee. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. But for the main part, I want to teach people, we want to make sure that we can invest for the future make sure all our bills are covered yeah. and not have to use our brain no. when we're spending each week, mm-hmm. which you can cool. see that's from a spender's lens, not yeah, necessarily definitely. a saver. Yeah, if- well, a, a saver to some extent needs bugger all to get the result they want because yeah. they're just so focused and disciplined, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So my next little thing is you've got to keep an eye on it. Like if you do have tools or, and there's a heap of like apps and stuff. Like I got an email this morning from Money Brilliant or something like that, that I tried once. Like there's so much stuff. There's YNAB, there's Pocketbooks, Pocketbooks, a popular one. So there's so much stuff. And 
yeah, don't be afraid to use tools. I don't really use them heaps because I find a lot of those tools are more about telling you what you've spent Yeah, where I don't actually care. Yeah, a lot of the banks do that, don't they? Well, they've got the data, so yeah. it, it makes sense. So, yeah, the next one, you've got to keep an eye on it. So, I look at my kind of spending plan at least maybe every two months or a month or yep. if I get a my booper comes around in April, I'll go in and update that amount. Right. Because it, a business, John, if we go back to like last episode, we talked about Helen and it was Helen Incorporated. Yeah. Like she's an employee, but she's running her life like she's a small business. Yeah. Helen Incorporated. A business is a moving thing. It's organic. It's growing. It's moving. If you were a business yeah. and you had a billboard on the side of your building, you'd want to change that every little while because your business is moving. It's not mm. boring. It's So, your personal budget will move yeah things will increase things will decrease so it's a living thing that's right it's yes set and forget in terms of automation on balance but there can be minor tweaks along the way yeah so what i like to do when we talk about quarantining accounts my next point is set your payments to weekly so if you get paid fortnightly or monthly that can be a big gap between pay right so we need you and whatever system you use, I don't care. I would still encourage you to do this. So if someone got paid monthly, they'll be living like a king for the first week or two and then it'd probably feel pretty tight. Yeah. Like my system and the way I do it is we want to remove you from that pay cycle. So we pay you weekly. So Helen Incorporated yeah. gets contract income once a month that Helen as the employee she gets paid weekly. weekly. Yeah. So it, it smooths out the cash flow, what we've talked about. And then it just feels like you're never scratching for money. Yeah. So to start that process off, given mm. the fact that month one, they wouldn't have any money for that first month. They just have a buffer, build yeah. a buffer up. Yeah. And then you've go got to, yeah. You've got to build a buffer. And that's why we say it can take a few pay cycles yeah. to really get this system. And that's why if you are implementing a budget, and you haven't really got one and you do have debt, mm. you really need to keep those payments on minimum payments yeah. for the first few pay cycles just to get the ball rolling. So I can see, yeah. Yeah. The next one, it's an interesting one. So when you're doing your budget, it might be a point that a trade-off might need to be made. So you say, what do you mean, Glenn? Well, example. we've got limited income. We've got 100% that needs to be allocated. So a trade-off. I've got a goal of wanting to save for a home deposit as soon as possible. Do I have to ditch the luxury hobby for a year? Yeah. I want to really button down. Do I want Stan or Netflix? Yeah. Do I? Either. Yeah. Or mm. do I scab off someone else? Yeah. Do I want to not have a gym membership for a short amount of time mm. and go for a walk yeah. or a run? Yeah. We all have to have trade-offs because we don't have an infinite amount no. of money and if you've got a family the trade-offs they probably come thick and fast Massive. so every day is a trade-off yeah if you want the kids to go to private school mm. you've got three kids might cost 15 grand a year it's a lot of bloody money each each kid well yeah, yeah. Well, whatever i yeah. don't know what's the family trading off is it we're living in an undesirable rental for the first five years because mum's staying at home or dad's yeah. staying at home yeah. to be the full-time home person while the kids are still ratcheting up into private school yeah. then for that next first five years while our parents not working full-time the trade-off is 
we're running this lean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, until we get a head above water. And yeah. Yeah, it might be the family holiday that's once every two years or three yeah. years. For the uni students listening, the trade-off might be, well, for the next three years, we're treading water and we're not saving. Mm. We're getting by. Mm. And I want you to finish uni without consumer debt. Yeah. Forget hex, that's different. But if you can finish uni, work your way through uni, keep out of debt, live in a shared house or whatever, yeah. and just finish uni with no consumer debt, then yep. start to implement start. some of these things with your part-time income. Yep. Even someone said, oh, with my spending plan, it didn't work because I didn't have a full-time job. Well, the concepts are still the same. If you are yeah. at uni, if you are working part-time, and I'll ask you these questions, John, if someone's working part-time, would they still possibly have a phone bill? Yes. Would they still possibly have car rego and insurance? Possibly. High likely, depending yep. where you are. Yeah. Would they possibly have a gym membership? Yeah. Yeah. Would they possibly have rent? Usually. Would they possibly go out to eat? Yeah. Would yeah. they possibly put fuel in their car? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, regardless of whether you're working full time or part time, We've all got fixed expenses and we've all got variable expenses. Mm. So, I believe you can still start to implement these structures oh, with your part-time yeah. income as opposed to using it as an excuse with one bank account and I just get through. Yeah. It's just setting the behaviors and habits. Straight away. Yeah, you've got to have the system there. But the only exception to that is if mum and dad are paying you a wage through university or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's above anything to do with personal finances. Like if you've got $10 million as an investment account and you're living off that, if you're a trust fund kid, you've still got a phone bill, you've still got money to go out, I would still say you need a spending plan because you still need to manage your personal expenses. Yeah, to maximize the outcome. That's right, because we've all got these expenses in life. And if some of you have seen the pyramid that I've drawn, at the bottom of the pyramid is baseline which is food shelter transportation clothing next one might be basic luxuries next one might be basic comforts or whatever you know and it goes up we've all got the baseline stuff for sure we don't all have the yacht club membership we all so none of us are above this for what it's worth and remember my comments are worth what you paid for them (laughs) so yeah the trade-offs is a big one now when you are doing your budget my next one here there are really only four real adjustments you can make to your budget. The first one is probably the easiest one, decrease expenses. Mm-hmm. So if you do your budget and you, whether you're writing it down with a pen and paper or pencil and rubber and, or a spreadsheet or your favorite budgeting app, if you're spending more than what you earn, the first thing we must do is cut things out. Okay. Get back to 100 yeah. And again, that's why we need to build our budget. If you've got debt on minimum payments, just to see where it sits yeah. by itself. The next one is decrease savings, which is not ideal. Okay. So that's one of the levers. So yeah. decrease expenses and decrease how much we can save. Yeah. So it's like, well, we're saving $300 a week for the home, but we also want to put the kid in private school. Mm. Well, for the first however long, we're not saving for a house because we value private schooling more than saving for a house and that's what's the might not be ideal might be and the next one is increase income yeah so whether it's a a side hustle and you all know my view on a side hustle is i don't think you should be side hustling just to get money yeah i would be side hustling for a goal or to get out of debt i'm not so sure about the side hustle 
to put the money into general revenue, as in to help fund Netflix, to help fund Car Rego, to help fund this, I would be like, we need to side hustle for an extra two years while mum or dad's at home because there's only one income, then the side hustle will stop. That's right. Yeah, so there's an outcome there at the end of it. Or we're side hustling while we get out of credit card debt. Or we're side hustling because we want to build a business on the side and turn the side hustle into a full-time gig. Yeah. I think the side hustle thing, be very strategic and know whether it's a short-term thing just to smash out a bit of money or it's a long-term play. Yeah, and not just not because just to, you love money I want and money it and goes down it, the sink anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because a lot of people, you know them, might be you. You've got the brand new Prado or whatever it is. You know, mum or dad drives the kids to school. $700 a month car repayment, but one of you have to work part-time mm. just to pay for the bloody car repayment. But if they're a car lover, then knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, but do you want to be working for a car payment three well, times a week? Well, and that's anyway. where the... Priorities and values come That's in, right. isn't it? That's yeah. right, totally. So, yeah, you've only really got four adjustments there. Decrease expenses, decrease savings, increase income, or cut completely. So, what are we cutting out, John? Well, we've got this goal or it just doesn't fit. So, you've got to cut out your Sunday polo comp, John. Mm, that'll kill me. And that's the kind of with the trade-off thing. It's like, do I want to cut it out completely, the Prado, yeah. or increase income? That's right. Or do we do, for a short period of time, do we decrease expenses, increase income, and cut some stuff completely? Yeah. So, there's only so many levers we can all pull. And that's why personal finance is so personal. But the exciting thing is you can pull all three or three of them at the same time, can't you? And that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you really want to go to town, Mm. you've just got to remember you don't want to be working seven days a week, 12 hours a day for an extended period of time or you'll have a breakdown. Yeah. The next tip, I believe, is... Have the you of tomorrow in mind at all times. So, this is the delay pleasure and think of the John and Amy in five years' time, the Pigeon family in five years' time. What can you do today in your budget that the you of tomorrow will be thanking? That could be a variety of things. It could be, you know what? The kids are two and three years old in eight years' time. I went to Disneyland when I was 10 or whatever. Yep. I would love to take the kids up there. So, okay, well, the money's got to come from somewhere. Are we setting up a separate account what do I now? and putting non-negotiable $30 a week or I don't even know what it is. I'm just making up crap right now. And that's the you of tomorrow. And then broader, the you of tomorrow, if we go back to the, the spending and at the start of last episode, I think I talked about, I don't like, you know, if we use the 50 for whatever, 30 max of housing, 10% investing, 10% giving, I don't like the 10% to be quote-unquote savings yeah i would want to try and do short-term savings probably in the 50 percent because the you of tomorrow we need to invest that money for the future yeah yeah so it's future and for me i'm a terrible saver but i'm a great investor Mm. so i've had to change my mindset of kind of anything above my emergency fund some short-term money for tax on an offset account or yeah short-term holidays the money needs just to be invested yeah and savings you can still get your hands on it whereas investing it's gone that's right and it could be a detriment to sell down an investment yeah so there's someone here and i'm going to read out what they said so nick josh julian katie daniel nikki lucy melissa heza and riley you guys added some budgeting hacks which we'll read out soon what are you guys doing for the nick josh julian of tomorrow it could be we're saving for a home so we've just always got to have that mindset of have the you in mind for tomorrow. My next one, and we actually edited a whole heap of crap out 
of the first episode about a discussion we had about giving. I would include giving in your budget somehow. You know, the 10%, that's a very ambitious target, but can it be 1%? Just a question. I don't know. What are you guys doing to help other people? Yeah, it's a start. It's a start. So I like to give, save, spend in that order. That's how I run my life. But again, if I look up to the first um, or the second point, kind of like the way you're doing, if you're getting results, it's no one else's business. And it is your money. It's no one else's business. But if you have surplus income or disposable income and you're just... If someone's saving, so if, you know, we'll camp here for one second, John. If someone can legitimately save 20 grand a year and they're in their home, they've got a bit of an investment strategy, life's great. Yeah. There is a very strong argument that they need to be doing some giving. Yes. To alleviate pain, suffering, whatever it is to help others. Yeah. Financial giving. I'm not talking about they've got no money, so they give their time. Yeah. I'm talking about they've got surplus income. There could be a, a questionable... And it's good for you as a person to give. So Good feel. And the last one, which is probably the biggest one, and you're all probably thinking of it. Do you have any idea what it would be, John? <laughs> no. You're not thinking it. This is the one that can get you. You've got to avoid, at all costs, lifestyle inflation. So human nature, the more you earn, the more that you can spend. I'll be quite candid, everyone. My blow account... I transfer $500 a week to my blow account. That covers fuel, food, entertainment, going out, blow. Is that enough for you? It's tight some weeks, John. Well, 500 uh, includes groceries. I don't buy heaps of groceries. I really just Ooh. get some protein and veggies. And that includes my $14 breakfast and coffee, includes my yeah. afternoon coffee. It includes, you know, going, maybe I'll go to grilled yeah. one night a week with friends. At, but. The point is my blow account has been $500 a week yep. for probably the last five years. Right. But my income's gone through the roof the last five years. Yeah. So what I've tried to do is avoid lifestyle inflation. Yeah. It's like, good. yes, I've done some little bit more travel and all that, which is very discretionary, mm. but I invested more. But I'm talking about the day on day yeah. minutiae of life. Yeah. lifestyle inflation. Yeah, which is where it has the biggest impact, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's daily and it's it's it daily, just, yeah. Uh, eats away at you. Like I could probably afford a butler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could afford a nanny. Mm. But it's ridiculous. You don't need one. Yeah. Well, you probably do. No, no. But, it, but you know what I mean? It's like, so we've had to make a conscious decision and don't leave a comment like, "Oh, he's not relatable to millennials and blah 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 no everyone's situation is different we've just talked about a uni student who's got no money and now we're talking about someone who's got more money (laughs) it's life get over it so yeah like what are we doing to avoid lifestyle inflation and for me i kind of i try and flip it the other way the more money i get because my day on day needs are met the more money I can give and invest. Yeah, no, like, that's probably my favourite out of the whole. Well, I left, mm. I left the best to last. So ah, let's have a one. recap of um, this episode's kind of little points. And as I said at the top of the last, the first part of this um, little series about budgeting, I just want this kind of half an hour that we spent uh, this episode and last episode talking about this basic day-on-day money stuff to allow you to think about your own situation and try and think of one thing that you can do to check or change or do. And the whole thing, John, is the people listening to this and you out there, if you're driving in Adelaide, down the main street of Adelaide, I only know Adelaide, actually, it's funny, for those in Adelaide, I've only stayed at the Intercon near the casino and the railway station. 
Ooh, rough part of town. <laughs> right in the heart. So if you're walking up Hindley, Hindley Street, yeah. if you're walking up Hindley Street right now with your mm. iPod things in or earpods, I'm sounding old, aren't I? Your earpods, AirPods. AirPods they're, they're, they're bloody AirPods. Wherever you are, I don't know what I was saying. I want this to just be an encouragement and you might think of something that you can implement today that we haven't even talked about. Yes. But because you've set the time aside to think about your money, you've thought about something yeah. that you can tweak. That relates to you. So get an automatic system, an automated system that works for you and your money personality. Your way is okay right now if you're already getting results. Tell everyone else to shut up, go away. Mm. If you've got 12 bank accounts, awesome. Get your partner on board. What are the non-negotiables? What are the combined goals? Don't be afraid to use tools to help. There's lots of free tools. There's lots of paid tools. You've got to keep your eye on the prize, on the budget. It's automated, but you're still monitoring, if mm. that makes sense. Try and set your payments to weekly when you pay yourself to a blow account weekly. So if you're working part-time and you're at uni, for those who are just having a mental bitch at me for not talking about... <laughs> People with lower income. If you're working two jobs, one job pays fortnightly, one yeah. pays weekly. It's all weird. Just set up a cash hub, transfer $80 a week to your blow account. Yeah. Done. It's still the same annual income, isn't it? Totally. Mm. Trade-offs might need to be made. What luxuries are you getting rid of in order to achieve your goal? You only have four real adjustments. Decrease expensive, decrease savings, increase income or cut completely. Have the tomorrow of you in mind. What can you do today for the you of tomorrow? Include giving and stop lifestyle inflation. Now, the Facebook group, we talked about some budgeting hacks and I got people to write their budgeting hacks. So, John, do you want to read maybe the first five? Sure. So, Nick says, not scanning stuff at Woolies Checker. <laughs> um, that's illegal. Yeah, I think so. So, last checked. Old Nico... That's bad. Uh, well, maybe he says, maybe he's thinking scan less, which means you'll oh, buy yeah, yeah. more. Or it's like, oh, I got to the counter. Do I really need yeah. this oversized bag of Cheetos? That's right. I'll make someone put it back on the yeah. shelf. Uh, Josh, ban yourself from pokey rooms. That's a big one. And we've actually, mm. later in the year or in the coming months, we've got it flagged to do an episode about gambling. Yeah. I'm going to try and get a psychologist or someone on to come in and talk to us about that. And uh, if you yeah. do have any crazy gambling stories yeah. of your life being impacted, just send me a message on, actually email glenn.james at sortyourmoneyout.com. Yeah. If you're not a smoker, um, the pokey room's not for you. I walked past one the other day. It was just full of smoke. Yeah. Uh, Julian, don't have kids. Katie, B-pay your bills. Each fortnight I B-pay the set amount into each bill. Means no surprise, direct debits means my partner can't spend the money on boys' toys and often it puts me at excess such that every so often I'll get a bonus fortnight where I don't need to transfer. Well done, Katie. Katie, uh, I love you. So love you. Katie, email me. You need a spending plan. And if you need to put hubby or whatever it was, partner. Your, the partner, on a little blow account of his own, yep. you need to do that. But... The reason why this is bad because you're manually doing crap every fortnight. I believe you should pay a bill when it's due. But again, we've got money personalities and weird yeah. idiosyncrasies to deal with. Yeah. If you don't want to email me, that's cool. But mm. I just think we can get a more efficient way for you to be in control. Katie and her partner can go to a hotel in Melbourne and do a dreamlining exercise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
Stay on the same page. Daniel says, when crunching numbers, always overestimate if you aren't sure exactly how much your expenses are on something. Actually, that's interesting. That's a good one, Daniel. Like, so if you are starting to budget, don't get overwhelmed with, I don't know the exact amount of my rates because it hasn't come in and I don't know where my latest rates notice is or whatever. Just a guess is good enough to get a framework, straw person together Mm. and just... Yeah, that's that's a good one. And then when the next rates bill comes in, then we can update it with the actual amount. Yeah. So that's a good one there. Yeah. Nikki says, don't go to Bali 10 times a year. Humble brag, Nikki. Humble brag. Mm, but that's um, that's almost monthly. It is. But it's cheap, but not if you do it 10 times. Yeah, that's amazing. Lucy says, my car insurance is due for renewal. I called up my insurer and updated a few details. Went from paying $1,004 per annum to 444 well done. Insurance is definitely not a set and forget. Yeah, that's interesting. I just moved all my insurance from NRMA to GIO. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yep. If my car insurance is like, I probably saved two and a half grand a year. Yeah, NRMA. Not I used to sing yeah. their praises from the rooftop, yeah. but it was just, and now on the insurance thing, you know how I've got the townhouse and there's three of us and we had to get the strata insurance. Yeah. Called NRMA. I'm like, oh, strata insurance, you know, we want to insure it for a million dollars. Yeah. Three and a half grand. Wow. A year. GIO, 900. Yeah. No brainer. Hmm. Melissa says, for clothes, will I wear it once for every dollar it's worth? For example, am I going to wear this $60 shirt 60 times or take a photo and consider it a month later? Very good, mm. Melissa. Never mm. thought of it that way. Because mm. mm. a lot of females I know, or I shouldn't say females all the time, but will uh, buy something, wear it once or twice and can't be seen in it ever again. Well, if you're an influencer online, John. Yes, twice a day, isn't it? Well, but you're not going to wear it more than once no. for a photo. They're two different. If you've got a photo of you in a frock or a pair uh, of jeans or I don't know, whatever, yeah, you don't want to be seen in public with that on. No. Actually, I know I don't. I've never seen that T-shirt you've got on. This is the yeah. oldest bloody T-shirt. <laughs> you back off. Here's a, there's don't there's be photos too. That, there's a, some of the spending plan modules when I haven't shaved my head because oh, yeah. they're a couple of years old now. I'm wearing this shirt. Got it on. Yeah. There you go. Heza says, don't be too good for Aldi. It's a good one. Are you looking at me? <laughs> uh, no. I've seen you walk straight past it. Don't. <laughs> Whatever. Riley says, turn your expenses on their head. I started house-sitting full-time, no rental utilities, and I very quickly developed a minimalist mindset which stopped me buying too many unnecessary things. Plus, I get paid for it. I'm going out on a limb, not thinking Riley has three kids and a cat. No, no, it's not but, for everyone, and, but, but I but like that's the why you've got to adapt your situation yeah. to what works for you and that period in your life. Yeah, well, we got an email a couple of days ago from... Someone that does some house sitting. Did you get that? Mm, I don't know. Uh, any case, talked about the amount of money they've saved just by house sitting her way around the world. Wow. So she was talking about an interesting topic for uh, for the podcast. I'm right. Sure. I Bring don't it know on. if I saw it. So there you have it. There's some budgeting hacks. If you want to look in the Facebook group, uh, just search budgeting tips or something like that, budgeting, and you'll see the post. There's hundreds of um, little comments that uh, you guys have put in there. We couldn't read them all in these episodes. But hey, I hope that was encouraging just to, I don't know, spend a couple of episodes just talking about personal finance management. Yeah. And there's no right way. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There is no A way. But there is your A way. Yeah, your way. 
And now, for the most highly regarded, auspicious moment in podcast history in Australia, which maybe isn't as big as it should be, it's time for the My Millennial Community Member of the Week. All right, Jarrett, you're up. Jarrett is from Melbourne. He's a general manager in healthcare. His financial goal is to build a passive income to reduce employment slash free up some personal time. So, how is he doing this? He's being efficient at work so he can spend less time there for the same money. See, that's an interesting one. Like, if you've got a job role, and if you haven't heard the My Millennial Career podcast, you can go and have a listen to that because it's all about work and stuff. But if you're in an environment and... So, John's work would probably be a good example. Like, if I work for John, you know, small business, pretty bit of latitude, Mm. I'd be like, John... If I punched out four 12-hour days or something or yeah. whatever, can I piss off on Friday? Yeah. I mean, if someone brought that business case to you, you'd be like, well, yeah, outcome-driven. If you're getting stuff done, yeah. I don't mind. So, 100%. Yeah, if I was the employment minister of the country, that's what I'd be banging on about. Four-day week? Oh, just flexible working Work, hours. Yeah. Oh, it, it's moving that way, isn't it? Yeah, like it's a no-brainer. It's, like Jess, who is the producer of the podcast here, yeah. She works from home. She works from wherever, anywhere. Yeah. And it's flexible. That's like right. she texts me just before, hey, I'm offline for half hour. Like, yeah. yeah, sweet, honey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit harder if you're an anesthetic nurse or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Sheep shearer. Sheep shearer. Yeah. And silliest money mistake Jarrett's made being too money orientated in my 20s. Mm. That's interesting. So, there's been some, I think what Jarrett's saying there is some opportunity cost maybe that he's looking back on his life yeah. and going, oh. I bloody should have went to Bali yeah, once, not 10 times or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. I should have did X or yeah. loosened up a bit because right. he's, he's obviously a bit of a worker as well because he wants to uh, free up some personal time. Yeah. So maybe he's had some reflection there. Yeah, um, not often you see that as a, a, a regret mm. or a change. I, I live, listen to Gary V a little bit and I often think that of him. Like he hustled massively in his 20s and whether he's got regret yeah. about that. So, given it is the start of the year-ish, uh, I just want to read out some comments that some people have made on the Facebook group about their goals for 2020. Helena wants to add an extra 5K to her savings and bring lunch to work every day. That was a common thread actually in the budgeting hacks. Um, so many people said, pack your freaking mm. lunch and meal plan. Yeah. Jane wants to eat out less. Amy wants to pay off her credit card on your Amy. Jasmine wants to clear the last of her debt. 12K to go. Let's do it, Jasmine. Jasmine, I want you, at the end of 2020, you're emailing me and saying that that's gone. Glenn.james at sortyourmoneyout.com. Send me an email. Ben wants to stop spending money on dumb, non-important, unnecessary things. That's interesting, John. Mm. So, in my life, for me, that still happens because that's human nature. Yeah. But what's happened is the amounts have reduced significantly. Yeah. So, I'm not making a... $1,000 oops anymore no, yeah. it, and because I use the blow account system yeah. it's more of a um, oh I accidentally spent $50 like so, so you're, you're just reducing your risk so the podcast has actually helped you oh yeah, yeah absolutely Adam wants to start a new career and I trust you're listening to my millennial career Adam mm-hmm. Jack wants to build a house uh, deposit of 75k well done Jack on your Jack and Clara, find a new job and return to work after maternity leave. Now, on you, Clara, thanks for listening. Do, uh, can I go back to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Helena? Yeah. Uh, Amy's making me a wrap this morning for mm-hmm. lunch and she says to me, what do you want in? I said, oh, I'm not too fast. And anyway, she said, uh, when she handed it to me, she said, what would, uh, what would you do if I wasn't here? 
And I said, oh, I don't know, I'd have to check with the au pair. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go down too well. Yikes. Well, that's interesting. So, Helena wants to add an extra 5K to her savings and bring lunch to work every day. Yeah. Like, if I spent $15 times, well, I'll do it times five, mm. 75 times, I don't know, conservatively 45 weeks of the year, that's three and a half grand. Yeah, it's a lot. So, mm. it's well and truly possible. Yeah. Oh, well and truly. Sure. Yeah, it takes, well and truly. It takes five minutes, Amy thinks. Anyway, speaking of that, I'm going out to Flower & Co for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. thank you guys for listening. Thanks to everyone in our community. Shout out and thanks Sun Super for getting behind the podcast. And we will leave it there and we await your feedback. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. I run a money podcast and a lot of people are like, wow, you must know so much about the markets, investing and all that stuff. Well, the truth is I have some secret sauce. Every day I use the Australian Financial Review app as part of my subscription and it just keeps my finger on the pulse with what's happening around the world in Australia in relation to companies, politics, all the stuff. So you can also be like me. Well, you probably don't want to be like me. However, you can also get access to all the stuff that I use to prepare podcasts and keep my finger on the pulse. So if this type of analysis and information is something that you want to plug into your life, you might be thinking, what can I do? Well, you can invest in your success with a subscription to the Financial Review. Subscribe during the end of financial year sale to save 50% or more for your first three months. Visit afr.com forward slash subscribe. That's afr.com forward slash subscribe. The offer ends on 30th of June. Terms and conditions apply.